Welcome, everyone, to Modcast VR, Episode 3. I'm Dr. Greg VR, and uh, this is my co-host, v Ran. I got it right. <laughs> I got it right this time. You did. Not Fran. Not Fran. Not Fran. It's V-Ran. All right. And we're really excited today for our guest host. We have with us uh, our good friend and friend of the show, the one and only Beardo Benjo. Welcome, Ben. Hello. (laughs) Thank you for having me. Oh, thank you. you. You didn't call me Beardo Banjo. I didn't call you you Beardo Banjo. I could have. I could. I heard somebody in my stream the other day said Beardo Bumhole. (laughs) I don't know. That's VRified. Yeah. He's pushing for this beardo bumhole thing, and I'm terrified. I don't know what it means for the future. I'm not rebranding. I'm not doing the OnlyFans yet. I started Maybe. laughing so hard when he said. <laughs> I don't know where it came from. I've had I've had breddo. I've that, that <laughs> came from your wife. That came from my wife. I've had banjo and now bumhole. So yeah, it's the uh, slow evolution of me in the VR space. Oh my god, I need to make a new uh, a new picture for you for your for your, for your don't thumbnail. Don't make bumhole one. <laughs> yeah, don't. No one wants to see that. I promise you now. That would be oh, hilarious. No. Beardo bubble. <laughs> They have like a only f- then. They'd have like a fart afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> to cap it off. Beardo bumhole. <laughs> oh, what a great start. <laughs> what a wonderful start. <laughs> All right. So today uh, we are going to be doing something a little bit different here. Um, We're going to start out. Somebody had brought this up. I can't remember the name and I feel bad about that Uh, on the discord that we should be doing a little bit of a shoot. I'm kind of crying a little bit here from that laughter. Uh, (laughs) We should be we should be doing a a little bit of a VR. Yeah. VR mod news uh, uh, segment. So that's what we're going to do. There's been a lot of VR mod news that's come out uh, since the last episode, and it's only two weeks ago. So we've got that. And today we also have, uh, now we have an interview with Luke Ross. Don't get excited. He's not actually going to be on the show. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I talked to him a little bit, and he is he is adamant about not having his face or his voice online, and we completely respect that. I ran some, or thought of some ideas. I thought, well, I could, I could just have a little avatar like Twinkie Hitler in a in a video. <laughs> he could do the answers for him, but he probably oh wouldn't dig God. that. Uh, and, and we we did we I did run by him maybe doing like a, a, a TTS type thing, but he said, yeah, that would sound a little bit too much like, uh, you know, do it was like the Stephen Hawking was. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So so he's not really up for that. So what we're gonna do instead is we got we got Beardo Benjo to join us, and we are going going to uh, just read the, the the interview we'll put a link in the description to the full text interview if you want to if you want to go through all of it because he did some really extensive answers for us and it was great uh, some really exciting news in there too uh, for some people some people might know a little bit of it already but uh, we kind of you know pushed just to make sure that we were getting the right <laughs> info from him so <laughs> all right so uh, let's get started here with uh, with the uh, VR mod news or flat to VR mod news even Oh, and another thing I want to bring up, um, in case you don't know, and a a lot of people do because it's got a ton of followers already, but uh, Elliot Tate uh, started a flat VR Twitter 
and we'll put that in the in the description as well. So make sure you follow that, and of course follow uh, you know Modcast VR because that's kind obviously. Of the, oh yeah. <laughs> Come on now. Oh look, look, look at that! Look at that fancy shirt that Brand's got there. Isn't that nice? Ooh. We have. We have a merch store. Yeah, you you can. Yeah, we have an American and a UK one, and obviously the UK one is much more efficient. <laughs> you guys are coming up in the world. It. That's right. Yeah. 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 Well, you know, it's a professional operation. That's right. Well, I don't know how professional it is, but <laughs> I can't it's even get, operation. I can't even get my co-host name right. <laughs> You'll get it's it one. Brand, I mean, Brand. Brand, Brand, Brand. I don't know. <laughs> Brand. All right, let's talk about some. Let's talk about some news here. This one's pretty cool. Uh, so now, it's not so much mod news, but it does affect mods, especially for owners of the Quest Two. Uh, you can use side quest inside the Quest Two now, which is finally. I mean, it is, I don't know how many of you have done this, but if you want to play things like uh, Dr. Beef's great mods like Doom 3 or Wolfenstein or Half-Life, you've got to go through this pain in the ass process of hooking your your quest up to your computer it, it, it's it's kind of it, there's kind of a barrier there for a lot of people as a matter of fact i don't even have any of those installed on my new quest 2 yet because it's just such a pain in the butt so, so this is a great thing so yeah you'll be able to just do it all from right inside your quest uh, do you have all those still on your quest or have you deleted them off ben uh, i still have all of them on there uh i think half-life's still there or lambda um Doom three, I don't think I would ever remove because I stand by the I stand by mm -hmm. it being like one of the best Quest two games. Full stop. Like yeah. I think it's one of the best things you can play if you've got a Quest two, especially if you have haptics as well. Oh yeah, um, yeah. And I do I do love the side quest um, in, integration onto the quest, but it still hasn't fully eradicated that specific barrier because for Doom and that, you'd still need to get the the WAD files from your PC. From your PC, that's true. That's true. I didn't think about that. Well, I guess I'm just day. not doing it now. <laughs> Screw it. One day there'll it's be a way to kind of. All, all we really need, the Steam Deck actually has this app called I can't remember. It's called Winpinator, and it's kind of like an AirDrop app for the Steam Deck. If okay. the Quest had that, where you'd have one app on the Quest and one app on your PC, and you just AirDrop things. I know it doesn't solve the problem, but that for me would just be, I just hate plugging a cable in. I know. I'm so lazy. I know. I know. Yeah, we're if so spoiled. Something, <laughs> there must be a solution out there that will allow you to airdrop something from your PC to your Quest, and that would that would eradicate it completely. Mm -hmm. But yeah, no, the, mm -hmm. the Dr. Beef ports are essential. They are. I do, any Quest owner. Besi essential. Yeah. Besides Resident Evil 4, the Doom 3 is my, the only game I'd play on the Quest 2, to be honest. I, I just... Because yeah, I just don't use my Quest 2, but but that I actually enjoyed Doom 3 better on the Quest 2 than I did on the PC, and uh, you know I just thought it I felt I thought it felt better. Yeah, you know? I'm not sure what it was about it, yeah. but it, I, I played the what was it called on PC? It had a different name that the mod had a specific name. I can't remember what it was, but I played the PC VR mod. Totally possessed I, or I something it. like that. That was it. Yeah, it was the fully possessed. Mm. Fully possessed. There you go. Um. And I liked it. I thought it was good on PC. Mm -hmm. But yeah, playing it on the Quest, it just felt like a kind of a natural fit. It felt it like a native Quest game. It kind it of did. Yeah. Beautiful. Something about it. It just just fit. It just yeah. Really, yeah. really good. I love yeah. Dr. Beef. I yeah. just love Yep, yep. There's somebody else we need to get on the show sometime. I know he's Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh Vran, okay. you do you you play in any of those games on the Quest or not? Because I know you Half have Life a Quest too. One. Half, Half Life. Life one. Yes, they do. Half Life One as soon as I realized that Dr. Beef has released one, uh, like a mod for it, 
it was on the Quest, not the Quest 2. I had it on the Santa Cruz because I have the um, um, the Santa Cruz version, like the <laughs> nice. before it even became. Yeah. And I was like, oh, because you need it. I was like, if I travel, if I want to show people, I need this there mm-hmm. and never take it off. Half-Life 1. So uh, that mostly and yeah, Doom and I have all of those. They don't go away. They yeah. stay. That's why I always get the the bigger quest, not the 64 gigs. I need the 128. Well, I don't think you can get the 64 anymore. Uh, they've killed so, it off. Yeah, it's yeah. 128 now. Yeah. That's the smallest one. Because that was the refurbished one I got after I bricked mine. Actually, I bricked mine trying to get haptics on it for Doom 3. I downloaded I downloaded the the B haptics like player or whatever onto onto my Quest mm-hmm. Two, and something happened where it wanted me to put a lock pattern on. Oh, mm-hmm. and I was oh. like, okay, and I did. Well, a few days later, I go to well, actually, it was a couple months later because I never touched my Quest. <laughs> I could have put it on, and I was like, oh shit, I can't open this. I have a lock pattern, and I didn't remember what it was. And they gave you several options that you could do. None of them worked. I, I tried to do no, all of them. None of them worked. It's so, and I went back and forth with Oculus. So they were actually really good at getting back to me with tech support and everything. And we went through mm-hmm. all of the options. And pretty soon I get, here's, we're, we're RMAing your quest. So I completely bricked it with a lock pattern. That's amazing. <laughs> wow. Yeah. All right. More mod news. Now, I haven't played a ton of this game. I just actually did the... Um, did the tutorial last weekend, but Deep Rock Galactic got a massive mm-hmm. update. Uh, so, you know, they, they did things like, um, and this is from, uh, I, I think it's Hair Punished Fristy, I believe is the name of the modder there. Uh, <laughs> I, it's I all you. Um, yeah, I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right. I'm sorry, sir, if I am. But anyway, that's what I got <laughs> off of Discord. Um, but apparently there's a problem with character spinning when you're trying to switch characters oh uh there's something going on disabled interaction with the hud laser and the player ui menus are now closer to the player for better readability which i think is good because when i played it it was it was pretty tough to read you couldn't see yeah 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 Mm -hmm. Yeah. um uh prevents shooting from when dead or frozen now i haven't played any uh multiplayer with that like i said just so i don't know what that means really uh menus always face the player which is nice so you're i'm assuming that people's menus were like somewhere off in the distance or whatever yeah. <laughs> it's like uh holster height depends on cat and there's a whole bunch of other things but a big thing with it that uh it looks like it actually supports vibe trackers now for any of you that might actually have vibe trackers Ooh. um i've never really delved into the tracker thing have you ben Fran? it's not no, ever no. really appealed to me i'm a i'm a Less friction is better kind of guy. I just want to be able to throw something on and play. And I've, I've always found Vive Trackers to be the height of friction. You know, setting up, wrapping some... Uh, put some yeah, on yeah, legs, yeah, 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 arms, yeah. Put one on my neck, why not? Just stick them everywhere. Uh-huh. And I think the experience you can have is super cool, but for me, it's, it's too much hassle. That's... Too much setup for for the reward that I'm going to get at the end. You know, I don't think we're there yet. I want a no. suit I can just put on, the yeah. zip up, and go. I'm in. Tracked. Brilliant. Done. Yeah, yeah tracked, That's me. That's what I want. Tracked and haptics with it. That would perfect. that would be perfect. And, I, and we're getting there. Um, we're getting there. But yeah, I see some of the things that people. I think it was it maybe thrill was doing something where he's like, I, I did a ready player one thing and I looked at all of that yeah. shit and I'm like, that's so much shit. That's just so much shit. <laughs> <laughs> just 
Covered head, toe and shit. And he's in a blooming... In the thing, in the treadmill, yeah. things. We're just not there yet. No, no, it's like, screw that, man. Too much. All right, we got... For me, it's even too much to... Because I don't have my Rift S here with me yet. Uh, when we're going back to Canada to a visit for a visit, I'll bring it over. For me, it's even to set up the Quest 2 with Link or with Air Link and then test something and then take it off. <laughs> that alone takes too long. Drift S, we just put it on. It's already working. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. So, to talk about trackers? Mm. Yeah, trackers just no. seem like a pain to me. Plus, they're expensive. Have they, um, they're like, what, 130 bucks a piece? Yeah. <laughs> I look at people who have got kind of like eight of the things. I'm like, gee, yeah. it, gee yeah, it blows my yeah. mind. Yeah. Do, do you know if the um, – I don't think it's on this update. I don't think it's been implemented. Do you know if Deep Rock Galactic has the physical pickaxe swinging yet? Do we know if that's been implemented? That was the one thing that I was, was... kind of really – Keen. I was because swinging. I played, yeah, it, yeah. I was when I played I was it. Was, it was. I was swinging. Yep. Yeah. yeah when I, the last time I played it, it was a button press, and the devs did say it's a super easy thing to implement. But one specific person working on the project wanted to do it, and he was off. Oh no! So yeah. like, we're not touching it because he wants to do it when he's back. Yeah. So no. I, I assume it's in there now. Yeah. By last weekend, it was, and this was before oh, this before this update. Apparently. Yeah. So yeah. Amazing. Yeah. 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 Amazing. Um, Valheim uh, update zero points. 9.2 from Moose, I believe. Uh, fixes bow and arrow animation. I haven't played Valheim ever, not Break flat it. or VR. So, yeah, I don't know much about it. And it's it says, time sink. Yeah, it's, yeah, that's what it sounds like. It's probably one of the reasons I haven't played it. Uh, it says updated Unity engine version now initializes all. And I don't know what it actually is because my I realized my <laughs> iPad autocorrected to X-ray logic. I don't think that's what it is. <laughs> It might be. <laughs> I'm not sure. There's some kind of logic, you know. So, <laughs> X-ray logic. Pretty sure it's not going to give you radioactive gamma rays. <laughs> Who knows? Uh, here's one. Now, I played a little bit of this. Was it the, this weekend? Um, and, oh, my God, I can't wait for this to be beefed up more. I actually talked to the developer a little bit. His name is, is Kim, K-E-M. It's Left for Dead 2. The VR mod, I got to say, guys, I, I mean, after playing that game, because I'd never played it before, uh, uh, I really, yeah, I was not into PC gaming until like 2015 or whenever I got my, my setup for my Vive. I, n- I never played PC games. And, uh, and and I didn't have it on console because I didn't do a whole lot of that either at that, that point. But um, after playing that, I really, really understand now what, you know, Vertigo is going after with After the Fall. 100%. I, I yeah. don't, I, there's something that just isn't there for me for After the Fall compared, because mm-hmm. I mean, when I played Left 4 Dead 2, just the little bit that I played, oh my God, it's so good. I put like the high texture, high res texture pack in and everything, yep. you know. Yeah. Yep. Um, the, the, uh, uh, the intensity of that mm-hmm. game yeah. is insane. That, that's the difference. I mean, I um I bought Left 4 Dead when it came out for 360 back in the day, the first one back in the day and at that time I lived with three other dudes and we ran LAN cables yeah. um, throughout we lived in this three story yeah. house and we ran LAN cables to each room and we played Left 4 Dead every night and we we were obsessed 
And then the second one, a similar thing. I played it through with a buddy and we did it on the hardest difficulty and we were playing it for months. So I've got kind of like a deep love for that game. And I do yeah. see what Vertigo were trying to do, you know, with mm-hmm. After the Fall. But Left 4 Dead is far more frenetic and far more unpredictable. Yeah. I don't know if you know, but they built a system for Left 4 Dead whereby there's an AI that governs uh-huh. how the game plays and it kind of oversees everything you're doing. So if you're doing particularly well, this AI can go, okay, it's time. And uh-huh. it throws a horde at you or it, it scales back the amount of weapons you might get or heals. And it's constantly kind of procedural almost. Oh, yeah. And that's something that's that's, that's just missing from After the Fall. You know, you play After the Fall and... Yeah. The enemies are where the enemies are, and you might get, oh, there's a few more here. Yeah, they might come from one different crack over here, but it's just not the same. It's not the same. It's not that feeling of left. It's just, it's very intense. And the the VR port, I think, is, even in its early state, is really bloody good. It's so fun. What I did do is apply a mod to remove the hands. To remove the arms? That's one of the things (laughs) I was, yeah, because you're, you're, yeah, I was, I asked him about that. I asked him about that because I was like, because are you going to, he's working on decoupling the hands, but that's what he said. Right now he's like, but for now you could just use the no hands mod from the workshop and that takes care of that problem. Mm -hmm. Um, Wormslayer sent me some uh, presentations that Valve had done on like the zombie variation and everything it, they're fantastic and it, it, they're they're huge but it just goes through how they all worked and there's something like i think it's like 25,000 variations of zombies um and it, like the the way that it works and the way it worked on all the meshes and everything with wounds and and it it's just it's amazing for what valve did back in the day i mean things like half-life 2 in this game it's just just blew, blew it was blowing everybody out of the park and it still stands up yeah. <laughs> oh yeah uh another thing that he's uh there's a new there's a new start starter guide now by i love this guy's name ryle kitten house <laughs> oh house filled with kittens yes 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 I, i'm pretty sure that's a play on kyle rittenhouse the infamous you know Oh God! <laughs> it's, it's still funny, um, but anyway, uh, yeah. So because that one and I think Deep Rock Galactic both are not. If you had like a, a tier, a leveling of of ease of installing mods, like Luke Ross and Prey Dog would be like, you know, ones as easy, yeah. mm-hmm. and these guys yeah. would be probably about a six or seven because there's a lot of stuff you've got to do. Uh, There's a bit of tinkering involved. Yeah, sure. yeah. Um, so, yeah, he's working. But Kyle Rittenhouse, or Ryle Kittenhouse, sorry, get that name right, uh, <laughs> set up a guide that makes it a little bit easier. Um, uh, also, with that one, you can play it. I don't know if you were playing, when you were playing, Ben, if it was this way, uh, but you can play multiplayer now. Uh, I haven't dived into multiplayer yet. Yeah. I've seen rumblings in the Discord that it is possible. Yes, there's a there is a as long as the, as long as the host has the mod, and then there's this string in the in the the setup. There's this string of things you put into your lop, mm-hmm. launch options on Steam, uh, yeah. insecure launch option type stuff. And what yeah. that does is it keeps you from getting uh, banned by Valve. Banned. I don't uh, want to get banned. No, yeah, exactly. So it's just a, it just bypasses the anti cheat. So. That's cool. So yeah, I definitely want to try that with, with multiplayer. I think that'd be a blast. Uh, there's no room scale at the moment, which can cause some issues. I was having those issues where I was like, I'm in the middle of a hall, a zombie hits me, and all of a sudden I'm through the wall and I'm looking into all the, the yeah. you know, polygons and everything. Uh, so 
that's why and then you'd get stuck on like what seemed to be like little things on the floor you couldn't get over them or stuck in doors it's because you're not centered so if you're having that problem uh just back out with your left controller and recenter your headset and then you'll be fine (laughs) all right um let's see what's the other ones oh uh risk of rain 2 uh came out with version 2.8.0 by dr dr uh, is it Bibbop or Bibop or I'm not sure Bebop? I would expect it to be two E's and not an I. So <laughs> I'm going to say Bibop. Okay. <laughs> but anyway, um, not a whole lot there that I could see except for it's got like alternate skin support, uh, updated uh, VR API. I don't know what that is for modders. Uh, to add custom skins and enforcer cool. mod, it says we'll soon add full VR support. So, yeah, if I, nice. I haven't played that game yet either. I've heard it's amazing. Me neither. It's great. Yeah. yeah. So, I, yeah I think I, I watched you play it. Or one I of played them. It, I played it. It was I a while it was, back. I think it was when the mod first dropped. They did the video. Was it two um, or was it one? Two. Okay. One is a very different game. One's um, One's like a kind of a side scrolly 2d type thing mm. the jump two was like transformational okay for risk for risky rain um okay. completely different concept um but you know that vr that vr mod works brilliantly it's another one that's great multiplayer mm-hmm. if you've never played it it's kind of got that i don't want to compare it to left for dead but it kind of has that frantic feel um mm-hmm. you can quite quickly get overwhelmed especially when the bosses turn up and then all the other enemies start pouring in and you're just running around screaming um that's my favorite thing yeah, risk risk of rain is brilliant it's <laughs> uh-huh. it's it's a vr mod i actually actually haven't played as much as i probably should have done uh just talking about it now is making me think like okay i need yeah i need to i need to sort that out i need to play some more it's a very good vr mod it's okay. a very good vr mod sweet sweet that's definitely one that okay and then for our last thing i have on for news um Monster Hunter Rise, and this is just today. This just just popped up yeah. today. Uh, Monster Hunter Rise uh, has a new expansion, Sunbreak, I believe is what it's called. And Prey Dog's already on that. He's already got uh, a file out, um, uh, initial update, he says. And this is really, really cool. Uh, it includes DLSS support. Ooh, so, cool. and, and apparently, and this is what really excites me, um, this is according to Elliot Tate, uh, maybe getting uh, Resident Evil mods, maybe getting the DSL or DLSS too, yeah. which would be Ooh, so nice. Game changer. Yeah, because I mean, I don't know. I don't know if uh, either of you guys noticed this. I did. I just felt like, especially maybe in, in eight, especially uh, and seven, really it, DLSS would have been nice. Cause I did notice that I was getting a little bit of eye strain as, as good as it looked. I think the frame rates were down low enough that, that it would help to have that little boost mm. from DLSS, but it, it's a weird one, man. It seems like it's different for everyone. So seven for me was perfection. Mm-hmm. Um, I streamed the whole thing in like two days over one weekend, no issues. Um, the frames felt solid. The, I watched the stream back and I was like, looks good. Yeah perfect two was a nightmare for me like the first half of two great mm-hmm. um i didn't really have any issues and then the second the second half i don't know what happened it just it just fell apart i, I remember watching your stream on that yeah oh yeah. dude that was a nightmare I was changing, stream <laughs> i was changing headsets i was running yeah. the first bit and the frames were so low and the capture was even worse the stream was kind of like four frames a second than <laughs> it, it was tough yeah it was a slide and then i switched over yeah. to a riff switched over to rift s and it kind of sorted itself after a while, but there was still some teething issues. 
Um, and, then, and I've spoken to other people, and some people have said <laughs> three and eight are the easiest to run. Seven and two are really hard to run. And I'm like, but two was seven was fine for me. And I've heard other people say that village is hard to run. And I think I... they're games that you really do need to dig into again the settings and make sure you're getting this, the the graphical options and the, the stuff inside the game absolutely spot on to whatever rig you're running because. Just throwing uh, VR on top is so demanding. Yeah, yeah. And I that, thought I'd done enough of two, but I clearly hadn't done enough for the second half of two. Yeah, no, two uh, two ran perfectly for me the whole time. I never had any issues. It was beautiful. It was smooth. Seven, I don't really remember having much issue with. But eight, I just, I seem to remember it was giving me a little bit of eye strain. And, and but, you know, to be fair, I didn't really do anything with my settings on eight. I just played it as the, with the standard that Prey Dog, you know, set everything up pre-whatever. And, uh, uh, yeah, so that, that, that was probably on me more than anything, but anyway, the chant, the thought of having DLSS on those great. Uh, so yeah. yeah, that's it. That's really all I do. You guys have anything new news wise for mods that you know of? Raft is getting a VR mod. Oh yeah. Yeah. That was, uh, I saw that. I think I, it's from the creator of the risk of rain mod. I, think. I believe so. Yeah. And then there's another one that's something about a spaceship where you, uh, Shipbreaker, yeah, that you build a, you build it, you build it, yeah, a, yeah, yeah, hard space shipbreaker, I think it's called something like that. I don't remember exactly. You're like a one. scavenger in space. You have to pull apart old, old um, decommissioned spaceships and sell the parts. Yeah, um, and it's got full support, like motion control and everything. It looks like, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. I think that's being. I'm going to get these wrong. I think. I, I think that VR mod's being made by the same chap who did the. I want to say the Firewatch mod, but I could be wrong. I think you're right. I, uh, Rocky Parta? Is that how, Rocky Parta? I think, I think right. that's how you say it. Yeah. I think, yeah. I think it was that chap. Um, but I know he'd also hinted at, I assume he, um, had hinted at doing a Stanley Parable. Okay. VR yep. Mod. Yep. There, yep. there was a little bit of gameplay yep. floating around mm-hmm. on YouTube of a, of a kind of an early concept for a Stanley Parable he is, mod. He's, yeah, he's working on that one. Yeah. It's just, there's just VR mods everywhere. They're oh, just, I know. Yeah, coming out of the woodwork yeah. and not strictly a mod but currently the beta for Devour um, is running it Devour. might have already finished by the time this episode goes up but yeah the, De- the Devour is <laughs> terrifying yeah, even I flat just screen that game just because you just me. because you put it out you... yes. so we got to jump into that yeah. maybe this weekend 100% well yeah. we need to because we, we've only got like three days to get to get a look in um, oh wow yeah 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 because the beta finishes on the 4th let's do it okay let's we... do it this weekend let's do it it'll um, be fine what about um, Fallout London? DLC yeah, that, that's that out now with, too. That uh, will work with Fallout Four. Yeah, Fallout it's on Fallout Four. God, it's like a it's like a full uh, people that made that mod even uh, got hired by Bethesda, I believe, uh, because of their oh, work. Oh, I, I didn't know that was out. That's exciting. Yeah, yeah, and that's like it's like a DLC sized. It's massive. Mm-hmm. So, and it's but, London. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's London in it. My my only uh, experience with London in a game was uh, God. Was it the Getaway the from getaway. the PS One? <laughs> kind of oh like GTA. God. It was like a GTA knockoff, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. 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 I remember I couldn't understand anything that they were saying because it was all like really heavy Cockney, and they were like using all the slang. They even had like a guide for the slang words, and I was like, I don't know oh what it is. I don't know what they're oh. saying. <laughs> <laughs> gonna go up the apples and pears and yeah. dog and bone and all this stuff yeah yeah brilliant <laughs> gonna get a ruby murray for dinner 
<laughs> oh my gosh. All right. Uh, so this is going to be interesting. Uh, so hopefully this, this works all right on a podcast, but we're just going to go over the, uh, the questions that I asked Luke and, yeah. uh, that brand brand sent me a couple questions too. And I gave Benjo a chance to ask questions and he was like, you've already a- asked them. So <laughs> that's the way we think I'm hogging the questions. Uh, but anyway, uh, first question I asked Luke was how long he'd been modding games. And if they'd always been VR mods. Now, his answer was not so long, actually. My first stab uh, a full game mod was in 2017. Uh, it was a conversion of the flat screen to Oculus Rift CV1. He really loved the headset. Uh, even more than the hardware itself, loved the pioneering spirit that came with it. Everything, everything seemed possible those days. I was the original Oculus Kickstarter, or one of the original Oculus Kickstarter backers. So that's pretty cool. So yeah, he's only been doing this. Think about how many mods this guy has kicked out, and geez, just the last uh, six months. <laughs> I mean, I don't. I'm, I'm sure it will yeah. probably come up as we as we progress the, the um, progress this and, and talk about his answers. But I, I speak to Luke quite a bit. Um, we go back and forth on email once or twice a week a lot of the time, mm-hmm. um, and we've got quite a good relationship going now. And I think it, that answer is very much him. Yeah. I mean, uh, uh, from everything I say to him. It's not about. I really respect his choice to stay out of the public eye for one, kind of yeah. not have his persona online because it's it's it's, it's a it's a choice. I mean, putting yourself out there being is. online is is, mm-hmm. is a big thing. Um, but he's not doing it to be, you know, famous or to be a persona or to be somebody that has like a, an online presence. He's doing it because he wants VR to succeed. He's doing it because he wants VR to grow and yeah. to get the exposure it deserves. And I remember we had a really interesting back and forth conversation about what games he should do next and should he focus on some of the newer games because they do tend to get the exposure of bigger outlets you know um when he did you um elden ring and cyberpunk they were picked up by like pc gamer and stuff mm-hmm. so that's huge exposure mm-hmm. for vr and then there's that conversation about kind of but not everyone can run those games yeah so yeah, maybe maybe do some old ones and then some new ones you know so but no yeah, yeah. I, I, that answer there is very much he just loves VR. Yeah, he does. I I, yeah. I chat back and forth with him quite a bit too. He's uh, Luke is really good about getting back to people. If you like on his oh, Patreon, yeah. I usually just message him on his Patreon, and yeah, he's yeah. So you could tell that you know he's always very 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 complimentary of our show and everything. He loves what we're doing, uh, and yeah, he's always just like thank you for evangelizing VR and that type of thing. So yeah, he's he's a great yeah. guy. Yeah, um, and he's doing he's doing really for... well too. What's he got like at least almost 3000 patreons i think last time i checked it was nearly 3000 patreons yeah yeah that's a that crazy it's crazy it just shows that the hunger for these kind of big expansive experiences in vr absolutely people, people, people yeah. want things that are longer than two hours mm-hmm. and exactly. not necessarily and just requests experiments exactly. there's still too many experiments yeah. i don't want to derail yeah. the conversation here but there no, are no, still really. too many experiments no no but no that's very true because i think a lot of people think and feel the same way um so derailing is sometimes good because it yeah. brings up the subject that people are well this i mean t- t- today i, I um <laughs> stumped for something to do for a video because i deleted the footage that i was going to use for <laughs> I read that. Video, like a complete fool i went back to, to one of my staples a game that i kind of always jump back into in vr which is hitman 3 and people really hated on hitman 3 because it wasn't particularly well polished or optimized but you know what it is it's a game it's mm-hmm. a full-length game that has 
incredible replayability. And although the price point on Steam is a mess and you have to buy about a thousand different a things to get the whole things, thing, right? yeah. it's abysmal. <laughs> I got it on Game Pass, so I didn't pay for it. I just get everything. And it's it's like the best VR game that's come out this year in terms of something that keeps me coming back. And I've got my I've got so much value out of it, but everyone hated it. Mm-hmm. And I find that really interesting. Uh, this kickback that we had from Hitman 3. But I'm very much... I would rather devs took a stab at it and gave us something like that than shied away and didn't do anything at all yeah well and the problem yeah. is when you got it we've talked about this on episode one too something like hitman 3 you know instantly gets a ton of hate from the vr community mm-hmm. what do you think that does to the developers when they're thinking about jumping into vr you know oh, i'm not doing that again yeah it's like wow they really <laughs> yeah. appreciated that didn't they it <laughs> <laughs> wasn't worth it <laughs> I mean, I was I didn't really like it. I haven't played it on PC. I didn't like it on the PlayStation at all. I didn't like the the weird controls. I just I didn't like the way it worked. But yeah, I don't think the PC necessarily fixes that issue completely, but it, it goes a hell of a long way to fixing that issue. You know, j- just giving you two separate two hands, hands is nice. Yeah, is a huge deal. Even though one of yeah. them doesn't do anything. <laughs> doesn't do anything. It's nice to have that hand. It's just kind of floats that you can wave at people as you run around, which is nice. But it's, it's uh, you know, as someone who still plays a huge amount of flat screen games, and I do, and I think I am a bizarre anomaly within the VR community because I see so much outpouring of, oh, mm-hmm. I don't do that anymore, I just do VR. I do think I'm a bit of a weird, a weird anomaly in that regard. But because I still play a lot of them, I kind of understand the, the, the reasons why a lot of Hitman 3 VR is how it is. Because for them to kind of give us the VR game we want, would have to fundamentally change the core game of Hitman 3. You know, in Hitman 3 when you play it flat screen, you can't stop in the middle of a ladder and pull a gun out and start shooting someone behind you, but us VR gamers want to be able to do things like that because yeah. we feel like we should be. So it would mean making a separate game rather than a game that can be switched between VR and flat on the fly. So I really respect that it's there. And yeah. um, I think we need more of that. And we need to embrace that. And mm-hmm. you know, call out things that aren't necessarily great. But the dogpiling that Hitman 3 got when it came out was just crazy. Well, you, rem- you also have to remember yeah. that a lot of people that are going to play those games. That might be their first VR game. And they're not going to know mm-hmm. any different. And to them, it's going to be freaking amazing. You know? mm-hmm. so- yeah, it's true. <laughs> so, I can yeah. strangle someone in VR. This yeah, is amazing. Yeah. Th- that was fun. I did enjoy that part. You know, Just getting in their <laughs> ear and whispering it to them as it killed them. You know, shh, shh, it's okay. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, then, then I asked him, if not answered above, what was the first game you've uh, modded in VR? And uh, he said it was a game that nowadays many people remember, not many people remember. But I'm sorry, Luke, I'm going to butcher your answers. You should have just come on and answered. <laughs> it's like, but in this time, it was a true gem. No one lives forever. A spy in H A R M or harm's way. It's all you know. It's a acronym type thing. <laughs> yeah. Um, what I'll we'll probably just put type these up and put them up on screen. By the way, for anybody, so you can just read them, and that way you can see how bad I'm butchering. Do you want, you want me to read? I don't mind reading. You, you go ahead and read. I, I hate reading online. I love reading. <laughs> uh, it was one of the very first. One of the very. Oh my god! I can't do it. <laughs> 
<laughs> one of the very <laughs> one of the very few first-person shooters featuring a female protagonist, beautifully written by the genius mind of Craig Hubbard. I'm talking about the same brilliant designer who gave us Fear: First Encounter Assault Recon. Incidentally, my mods are called Real VR, with R E A L standing for Reality Enhancement Augmentation Layer. I didn't know Ooh, that. That's brilliant. Yeah, is that great? <laughs> As a playful homage to Craig's work and the amazing universes he created. That's brilliant. Uh, the VR mod is, is still working and it can be freely downloaded from a GitHub link. I'm sure that'll be in the description. It will. Um, yeah. But the hardest part might actually be getting your hands on the game itself because sadly it's in distribution rights hell and no digital store has been able to sell it for many years. Oh, that's sad. Because I'd love that's to see it. I checked, couldn't find it. Really? Checked. Have you ever yeah, played it, Ben? Because you played everything. You've never... I've not played it. <gasps> we found when a game Ben hasn't played. <laughs> When you see the photo picture of the game, you will, oh shit, I've seen it before. But you can't find it anywhere. Huh. No one lives forever. That's like a that's like a James Bond title, isn't it? James Bond, yeah. 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 I've never yeah. Oh yeah. Like the protagonist right? looks super familiar. Yeah, that's the way I was thinking. First thing I saw it, I was like, well, I'm sure I can find it. You can't download it. You can oh, I hate it when that happens. That's my mission now. I'm gonna try and find it. Okay, what yeah. the, what they need to do then is just change the name a little bit and then sell it. <laughs> I'm going into the dark web tonight. I'm gonna I'm gonna find a copy oh, yeah. in the dark web. <laughs> I'm gonna go to the dark web. Change well. your voice as well. <laughs> go for it. Okay, to question number three: What was one of the biggest hurdles you've had to jump to get these games into VR? And I'll let Bennett. He does a nice job. I like listening to him speak. Oh, thank you. Uh, there are many aspects of modding games for VR that can be both challenging and tiresome. Perhaps one of the most frustrating issues is when the game is fighting you every step of the way. With obfuscation, anti-debugger techniques, and anti-cheat protections, it's extra annoying when the launcher insists that you are forbidden from running the game you bought unless every single file matches the perhaps obsolete version that it wants. Cough, rot, star, cough. <laughs> to make an example, Red Dead Redemption 2 features DLSS, which NVIDIA implements as a library that can and should be updated frequently. 15 new versions of the DLSS library have been published by NVIDIA since RDR2 added DLSS, and you cannot install any of them on the game because Rockstar Launcher won't allow you to play. I mean, it's fine to demand that everything should be as the developers expect, as long as you're playing online, but you don't want cheaters to ruin the game experience for everybody. But it's, it's absolutely not fine, in my book at least, to shove updates down people's throats when they're playing their games offline in single-player I mode. agree with this so Fully agree. much. Yeah. God, I hate that when they change something, and especially if you're in the middle of the game and all of a sudden you can't play it. Um, Dude, it actually like... be dying light for you, Greg. <laughs> yeah, dying light. light. That was the mystery update. We don't even know like what happened there. I don't Some know. Back end Oculus nonsense. That, like, well, it was either Oculus light. or it was dying light because dying light updated like the same week too. So mm -hmm. it might have been that. Yeah. Now there is a way you can go. I. I forgot about this and i want to try this out there's something called steam depot it's a program you can use and you can go back into the database of steam and download versions yeah. of the game before oh, they update. the previous version so i want to try that and see if that fixes that dying light problem because i really want to finish that game i was so bummed yeah. when you went you started getting into the groove with it and you started being really good mm -hmm. at yeah and i it. finally figured out i had like bow and arrows and <laughs> weapons i could craft i played yeah. so much of that game with just melee <laughs> you 
you get into the good bit then, basically. Yeah, you yeah, the yeah you did. Oh, yeah, I had the the, the arrows. I was having so much fun just hitting them with, uh, with or even the people with those exploding arrows <laughs> where they just go flying. <laughs> yeah. I do, I do completely feel, um, and that Luke's answer like completely resonates with me, what he's saying yeah. there about um, <sighs> publishers and developers need to kind of get their hands in and play around with even games that you play single player offline. I, I, I worked in a game store when sim city launched the first one that had to be online at all times it was the drm stuff and um even if you played it single player it needed that online connection i, rem I remember the immediate pushback from gamers i think it was the first example in kind of a big mainstream game that kind of had this yeah you can play it single player but you've got to be online at all times <laughs> and everyone was like excuse me what uh-huh and it's still something that doesn't sit right with me um and i do understand they're trying to combat piracy and things like that but it's like my pc like, this is my PC. If Windows try and enforce some kind of change on this PC that I don't like, I should be able to say, no, I'm mm -hmm. not doing it. Yeah. Just the other day, an update came down for Windows 10 that enforced me to increase the amount of characters that my passcode has. And I was like, well, I don't want to. But I had no choice. It just made me yeah. do it. So I hate that kind of, once I have a piece of tech or a game, just leave me alone. <laughs> just yeah. let me play it the way I want to play it and do yeah. the things I want to do with it. It's a single player experience you don't need to be forcing me to download these updates. There was a period. Yeah. There's a period probably about, Oh gosh, maybe two or three years ago where every time windows did this automatic update, it would completely mess up my audio settings. They would, I, I, I wasn't getting recordings, right. Mics weren't working that were working before. And I'd have to go and mess with everything. Oh, it was such a pain in the butt. Resident evil just did that. It was the backlash on that was so bad. They had to upload a beta version that would take you back to DX 11. It's <laughs> yep. a great example actually. Yeah. 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 You yeah. killed the mods. Yeah. Well, then a lot of people couldn't even play the games anymore because they didn't mm -hmm. have DX 12 or they didn't, you know, um, have PCs that were good enough to run all that crap. So, yeah, it's, it's fine if, you know, the, I'm sure the intentions are good in those instances, you know, like, oh, we want to give you a better product. You know, it's got 4K and ray tracing now yeah. and all this stuff, but it's a complete oversight into that everyone's setups aren't the same. Mm -hmm. You know, everyone's situation isn't the same. There's people who have spent years. Imagine if they released a new update for like Skyrim tomorrow that absolutely killed the mods. People would lose their minds. Oh my god! Yeah. You know the amount of the, the curation that's gone into making that experience exactly right for certain people. If they all of a sudden went, this is now the version that you must play and your mods don't work. Yeah, that just that would be don't bad. Skyrim. <laughs> don't, uh, don't give them ideas. Oh shit! You, <laughs> you said it. Well, it's not. Well, it's Bethesda. Yet. You know they don't work on games. Bleep it out. Yeah. Bleep it out. Yeah. <laughs> Blur my mouth, bleep it out. Yeah, yeah. I, I hope Luke, I hope Luke uh, mods. Um, speaking of Bethesda, uh, Starfield right away when that comes out. Starfield, you know he will immediately. That'll day be a, one. day one. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I hope so. Yeah, no, I bet you within a month of that game launching, though, he has something, something. Going. Someone will have something. Yeah. The rate this is growing, someone will do something. Mm -hmm. Oh, for same sure. For, same for Spider Man. Nah, so I don't. I don't play the Spider-Man games. I know that makes me a bad gamer, but makes you a bad person, uh, dude. I, I got <laughs> when I got my PS4. When I got my PS4 Pro, it, it's actually red and it has the spider on it from Spider-Man. It was like the special I edition. That one. Yeah, mm. uh, and the only reason I got that was because it was the only PS4 Pro that was available. <laughs> but, <laughs> but that game came with it, and I sat and I played it for I don't know, 
not very long. I was like, I just don't like this. I didn't like the, there's just too many buttons and it was just like, it's just confusing me. I was like, I'm just button mashing here. I don't. I love it. I love it. That's, that's a boomer gamer for you. Right? It's like yeah, too I many buttons. I need, I need, I need like the old man button thing. You know, it's just like one, one big, big button. button. <laughs> that's like a yellow. And it's got to, yeah, yeah it's got to have a title button on it in big letters so yeah. I can read it. <laughs> Here it is. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> okay, question number four. I've noticed I get a mod update when I play Cyberpunk, but from uh, from Patreon. But I usually see that the changes were made for a newer game. So what I'm basically talking about there is a lot of times when I jump into like Cyberpunk, it'll say up at the top of my screen it's loaded. Well, you, your mod is outdated. To update to version blah 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 blah. Uh, but then when I go to the Patreon page. It's actually for it's for updates that were made for Elden Ring. So what I was curious about when I asked this question was, you know, is is basically that mod? It's one mod with just a bunch of games that it works for, or if it was a separate mod for each game. So I'll let you read the answer. <laughs> so uh, yes, at the moment you only get one mod, or to be more precise, one installation package that supports all my Patreon games, namely Red Dead 2, Mafia, Definitive Edition, Mafia 2, Mafia 3, Horizon Zero Dawn, Cyberpunk, Elden Ring, and Dark Souls Remastered. The installer, which I call Real Config, takes care of customizing the mod, the game settings, and any additional files that each specific game needs. This arrangement might change in the future as the list of modded titles grows longer, but for now it's easier for everybody to just know that the latest package is the one you want. Of course, I don't ever force people people to update, uh, and whenever I add a new feature or change anything in the mod, I always put an option in place that users can toggle back to the old behavior. I'd actually always wondered about this, mm-hmm. and it's kind of cool to have it confirmed, because yeah. I'd always thought, like, is it, it, to me, I always looked at it and went, it's just one mod, right? Because he yeah. would send me the new version for something, and I'd be like, yeah. It's just, it's it's just real. Name. It's just the same thing. Yeah. Like, is this specifically yeah. for Dark Souls or is it just one mod? It's and one that's mod. amazing. It's just kind of one overarching mm-hmm. thing yeah. that you should yeah. apply. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love that. And I like that, you know, you can't go back. It's amazing. Um, there are a couple changes he made. Even, I, I have the latest version installed now just because <clears> I do it with all the games. But um, a couple of the changes he made to the Cyberpunk mod, I remember that weren't exactly my favorite thing in the world. One of the things he changed is um, when you're, when you're looking at, at, at people like with your scanner and there's like mm. menus that comes up and everything, he changed it so that if you tilt your head, it'll bring the menu to the center so you could see it. But that is super sensitive and I, there might be a way to adjust Even the that. Smallest bit of your yeah. Yeah. So sometimes you're like leaning around a corner and you scan somebody and then it comes over and then it won't pick up the person to highlight them. <laughs> and so you got to do this with your head. And another change that I, I mean, I, I it's neat as a gimmick and all that, but I don't think it was necessary in the game is he made the map 3d. So instead of having the map in front of you where you can just look and look mm. and see all the menus and everything and all of the stuff on it, you can't see any of that now. It's it's out of your field of vision because the map is 3D. It made it all bigger. And, and I personally, I would rather be able to read all of the information. That's yeah, on. that's fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. In a game like that, I just don't think that was a necessary change. Yeah. And, and another thing, I like the character creation. He made that 3D, which is it's okay, but... Personally, I think it looked better when it was 2D. <laughs> I mean, the, the graphics were a lot crisper and everything, you know. So mm. that's just my two cents. You know, I spent <laughs> a, like 
insane amount of time in that game. So I know it's yeah. not, I know it's not one of none of your absolute favorite open world games, Ben. But <laughs> I think I think it's yeah. I think it's a lot better these days than it was, you know, when it when it launched. And my the bulk of the time I spent with it was at launch. So mm-hmm. it, I have this very specific opinion kind of ingrained into me, and I, and I would find it difficult to rewrite that now. I'd have to just throw myself back into it now wholeheartedly and just kind of really give it another shot. Um, but at launch, it, it, it wasn't. Yeah. It wasn't the game that you, you've played recently. And, and, and having picked it up again fairly recently, I still, I still think it's a long way away from what they promised. I was one of the little hype boys that was like following every trailer they did, being like, oh, okay, this is going to yeah. be the best thing ever. And then it fell really far short of kind of the game that they set out or were telling us that was being created for one reason or another. And I think it was kind of higher up studio interference and it has to reach this release date and da da da. You know, mm-hmm. um, I do feel bad for people making it. Um, but I was kind of promised this world where, you know, there were flying cars and there was loads of You can do that now with a mod. That, with a mod, though. Yeah. With a mod. Well, you know, games like that, modders always save them. <laughs> Look this at Skyrim. So Skyrim wouldn't be the game it is 100%. without modders. This is true. 100%. But yeah, I think it's a better thing now with the VR mod for sure. I think the game's come a long way. But it, but yeah, I, I think there'll still be a lot of people like me who are just kind of scarred from that initial, that launch window impression going to be hard to shake especially so because sad for me because i just love it honestly i, love I think so much i think you did the best thing um just not touching it there not mm-hmm. be hype is a monster don't get hyped for anything just play games with no expectations and you'll have a great time uh, I've, i'm slowly learning that um <laughs> I'm burnt many times so yeah yeah, slowly yeah hopefully cd project red learned a lesson too as far as the hype goes because i so much Gosh. money was spent just so much money just on advertising just and, on keanu reeves oh my god you know i was impressed in that game how much i did i expected him to just not be in the game at all i mean it's like a little I, thing he's with you the whole damn game he's constantly he doesn't shut yeah, up yeah <laughs> and you actually do it's pretty cool you do actually start to develop this relationship with him you know i i, I really enjoyed him being there he made me laugh yeah. a lot and you know uh yeah. it's just the, sto- the story content is is solid yeah. I, I can't I can't really knock that. The actual mm. story, the emotional beats, the relationships you can build with the characters, I can't I can't knock that. It, it was very, very good. I was just disappointed with the world building itself. Yeah. When you start getting into like going and doing all the fixer gigs and everything, those that uh, last couple of weeks that I've been playing, that's all I'm doing. I'm just going and doing gigs because they're so much fun. I hope we get a lot more of them with their expansions because Oh, yeah, because yeah, they've got tons of enemies. And you've got all these different objectives to do to get through them, you know, and, and I've been working on the ninja. And, you know, so I, <laughs> I like I like kill a couple people save because I don't ever want them to catch me. <laughs> so I'm doing the limitless thing all the time. <laughs> limitless. <laughs> Pulling a limitless. All right. Question number five. <clears throat> Has there been a, a game or games that you have wanted to mod for VR but could not? Not yet. Some have been tough nuts to crack. For instance, implementing a first-person camera in Elden Ring was a challenge, and one that I, one that perhaps I haven't fully conquered. I would probably agree with that. 
Um, but I haven't yet met a game that can resist my steamroller. <laughs> Amazing. Uh, more seriously, the games that really cannot be ported to VR successfully are those that don't draw the full world in 3D. Yeah. To make an example, I have long been a fan of the Siberia series uh, by the late Benoit Sokal. Um, but as much I as much as I would love turning those adventures into VR experiences, it can't be done because most of the environments are just 2D painted canvases with holes that your 3D character can traverse. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, Very you, interesting. you know, that kind of, uh, that reminds me of like uh, um, Resident Evil 4 on the Quest, you know, mm-hmm. where now you have all of these things that they had to completely rebuild. Like, you know, before, like mm-hmm. in the 2D version, like those chandeliers were just a 2D thing, you know, but they had to rebuild them all 3D, that type of thing. So, yeah, or try imagine trying to port the original Resident Evil into VR. <laughs> that wouldn't work. <laughs> Wouldn't work. <laughs> wouldn't uh, work. Uh oh, Fran. I thought we we wouldn't have a problem with your light, your light beam. And... I know. So hold on. There's just just he's a got like a Ziggy Stardust thing going on. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah he's got, got a line right down his right, Look yeah. at that. In slow motion. Hold on. <laughs> I love it. It's amazing. <laughs> I tattooed that portrait on a guy once on his calf. How's your tat doing, by the way? Good. Yeah, it's uh can't really get it. It's an awkward thing to, but it's, yeah, it's really, really crisp. She does amazing that work. A, was it's that all, a pokey one? One of the pokey things? All, all dot poke, yeah. yeah it's all yeah. hand poke. It takes all a long, long time, but it's mm-hmm. uh, seven hours. Seven hours. But wow. it, all it's done is what it always does when I get a new tattoo is I come away and I'm like, right, I need another one now. Yeah, yeah. You the, know, the addiction. When I got, when yeah. I got my, like my upper sleeve done right here, it was an eight and a half hour sit. And the last, the last part of it that he was doing was this through my armpit <laughs> shading. And by then my, my pain tolerance was completely shot. Gone, I bet. Yeah. And I was just, I was just shaking and, and I was like grabbing the top of the table and just doing Lamaze like, <laughs> oh, wow. I was like, I just, and I remember getting to my car and my hands were just shaking. I had to drive home. I felt drunk and. Oh, it takes it out of you, man. It like, leaves yeah. you in a kind of an almost state of shock. Like your body's in shock. Because you, you've just been stabbed and wounded for like yeah, eight hours. Exactly. Yeah. The your longest, body's in recovery. The longest sit I ever did personally with a, with a client uh, tattooed this big dragon on her back. And she sat there for 10 hours. Uh, and it, it took it took four hours just to do the lining and we got done and i was like are you sure you want to keep going because we've got a long ways to go with all the color and shading you want in here and, and she's like oh no no i want it all done because she lived in colorado which is like she lived like seven hours away you know i was like okay bless oh my god <laughs> that was i don't know who is who is harder on her or me <laughs> <laughs> make it stop <laughs> wow but is that the addiction that that pain or that no no it's the reward it's certainly it's... like you look at it at the end and you love you're the like thing oh my god look like, at this mm, i've just changed love it i've changed my yeah. body permanently it's I've wonderful augmented myself it's <laughs> yeah. yeah it's yeah it is a feeling of like and the first few days I, I was sitting here last night playing a game just did that and i looked down my arm like because oh! you forget that it's there and it's kind uh... of a little weird um but yeah seeing the finished result is that's the addiction looking at it going yeah. oh, I, just, I love how that looks and mm-hmm. they've realized what was in my head so perfectly and then you want more because yeah. you have more ideas wow. you always so have more ideas you align it uh, you align what you have in your head and what it looks like and it's aligned and it's like thing it's a little light bulb goes off time for another one yeah. this is, I, i'm always gonna have more ideas <laughs> yeah. you'll have to come to america and i'll 
I'll, or I'll just come there. I'll come visit you guys. I'll bring all my stuff and we'll just have a tattoo party at Benjo's house. Oh, that's great. <laughs> a tattoo party. Let's yeah, do it. That's right. We'll cock and balls for everybody. <laughs> that's what I've always wanted. Okay. <laughs> Question number six. Most of the oh. VR people are here anyways. That's right. UK. That's true. Now that's you're true. the only one who are, is in North America. So I know. I'm like all by here. myself. Well, Biggity's here. He's just like maybe four or five hours away from me down in uh, Oklahoma. Yeah. So, you know, yeah. I, I could still like the guy, even though he's from Oklahoma. <laughs> yeah, it, it makes it harder. But you, it does. You can get, it yeah, does, yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right, question number yeah. six. Could you explain, uh, explain to us the process of modding these games? I was hoping we'd get... <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> ha ha. This might get very boring quickly. I don't there are many so. steps. And each of them can take me anywhere from a couple of hours to a couple of days to complete, depending on how the game and the engine work. On how far from a VR way of thinking the developer's mindset was when they wrote the code, and also sheer luck. Since I don't have the source code to any of the games apart from my very first mod, um, the one we spoke about previously, yes. um, where the game mm-hmm. source had been made publicly available by Monolith Productions, I might stumble right away on the correct point where I can hook the game to find what I need, or it might elude me for days and require dozens of experiments and failed attempts. I won't even try to make a list of steps involved here because it would take up so much time in your podcast (laughs) and would probably be too technical for most people to enjoy. However, if you feel there's a specific interest in this, we might return to the matter and expand on it in a future episode. See, I love that. This is why I love this guy. Yeah. (laughs) That's why it's what's so interesting about about Luke's mods is that, and what some people might not realize, because... I've showcased all his mods on the channel and I always get the same comments. I always get people saying things like, uh, oh, it's got no motion controls. Mm-hmm. I, I don't want it. I hate it. It's not VR, blah, blah, blah. And, and that kind of stuff. And I do, I respect that mindset. I know people feel like they, they you know, they need motion controls, etc. And I love motion controls as much yeah. as the next person. They're always better. Always. It's but, always better, yeah, you know. Yeah. But I'll take any experience I can mm-hmm. get. And, and I do like <laughs> a casual seated experience with a controller. I, I just do. I, I, it's, it's not even a guilty pleasure. I think it's a very valid way to consume vr and i think it is totally important in the future of vr's growth we have Very to appeal important. to yeah. everyone and so many casual gamers aren't going to be interested in vr because they don't want to stand there and flap their arms yeah. around for mm-hmm. four hours they want to sit and play with the controller but i think that's really interesting that he's kind of said that because i don't think a lot of people realize he doesn't have access to source code yeah, he's not digging what... into these and like picking them apart and rewrite he, he's doing this without that and that's that's incredible. Kind me. of mad. Yeah. Yeah. He's it, able to hook this kind of framework to these games without having any of the internal source code. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cause look at like, uh, even like the last episode where we talked about half-life two so much, you know, they, 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 they needed a lot from valve in order to get this done. Um, you know, so I don't know if, I don't know if prey dog had source code. I doubt it for resident evil games. Um, I, I read something about that fairly recently. Um, I feel like I, I don't want to misquote, but I think I read something in the Discord about how they had they had something. They had kind of a bit of a way in, so it wasn't like an entire source code laid out in front yeah, of them. But they had yeah. something they could work with. Um, but I can't remember the exact the exact quotation. Yeah. But they, they, I think they had a little bit more, and that was what were able to kind of once they had that, it was kind of a door, and they could yeah. get in and yeah. start. Yeah building and that's why we got the amazing stuff like actually being able to knife the zombies and mm-hmm. stuff yeah. that i thought that mod would never have oh i know that 
what he did with that was so far beyond what I ever expected. I seriously just thought we would be sitting there playing with a gamepad, and I was perfectly okay with that because that's, I mean, majority of the games I play anymore is that's the way I play them. Because <laughs> you know, because yeah. I well, like now we're, we're all just sitting here now thinking. Okay, so we're getting some village DLC at some point. So mm -hmm. that's another VR thing that in theory we'll be able to play. Yeah. And, uh, you know, Resi 4 next year will probably still be RE Engine. Yeah. So. Yeah, and, and there's the thing with, uh, well, you know, the village update, the DLC, I'm sure that'll be VR on the PSVR 2. It will um, be, yeah. It'll be the PSVR 2 as well, yeah. So there's, I mean, as far as Resident Evil 7 goes, the PC version with Prey Dogs mod is. 100 percent the definitive it's way the, best version. the vet, definitive yeah. way to play that game yep. i have a feeling village however when it gets the native treatment from capcom with those controllers on the psvr2 is probably going that that's going to be better the haptic controllers the mm -hmm. haptic face stuff yeah plus dual wielding mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah the only thing mm -hmm. and i had a, the only thing i worry about in that game and i hope they don't do this i hope they don't force us into cinema mode with the cutscenes, cut because because they are so good in VR. I mean, when when Lady D picks you up and you're flying up over the castle, that's just oh, oh my! I get goosebumps just thinking about it. Or you know, flying over that that lake when that fish comes up out of the water at you, mm -hmm. and uh, oh, so good. <laughs> or even when the even when the sisters. Oh, the sisters, I love the sisters so much. <laughs> when they when they're dragging you out on the floor, you know. <laughs> it, mm -hmm. I mean, I love it. If they're worried that people aren't going to be able to handle that, then give them the option to do that. To do the See, so they can tie turn, it to the, turn it on and off. Yeah, yeah. but let us let us you know VR hardcore guys. Let us let us have our fun too. <laughs> yeah, tie it into the comfort settings for sure. Mm -hmm. I hope. I hope. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. Question number seven. Uh, seven. I've read I've read on your Patreon and have seen on Ben's chat. Shout out to Ben. He's right there. <laughs> that you are looking into modding Bioshock. <laughs> Is this something that you are currently working on or coming in the near future? And if so, will you be doing Bioshock 2 and Infinite as well? God, we've all really been going at him with this one, haven't we? Oh, we uh, have. As I was saying, it's very hard to tell when because there are so many variables, but I already started looking at some of the first game, remastered version, of course. And sooner or later, a conversion might come out of it winky face emoji yeah. <laughs> depending on the reaction from my patreons i might also look into the other installments infinite in particular would be the final test for everybody's vr legs with its frantic skyline combat oh, it would be awesome he would be making my dreams come oh, true oh it'd be so good i mean bioshock yeah, is, yeah yeah it's a game i personally i haven't played very much of it um bioshock i played maybe about an hour or so i think through the first chapter of it and, and then it, cause I was playing it with Vorpex, which worked great with Vorpex, you know, yeah. uh, with the 3d it scan did. and everything, it felt like a native VR game, except for the fact that the scale is all messed up. So, you know, you got, you got yeah. tiny people, tiny, big daddies, objects are small. <laughs> your hands are like, you know, like the size of this big, big hands. You know? It's like, it's so it kind of messes up the game. And then every time it is one of those, or every time you went through a chapter, you'd have to redo, redo your 3d scan. scan, which isn't that big of a deal, except it was that it started crashing on me. It wasn't working right. So then I just gave up playing it, but I really want to play the game because it looked absolutely beautiful and having it in fully realized VR. 
That would be great. I bought it on launch and I played it for like two hours and I was like, this game's garbage. And I hated it. And um, like six months or something later, a friend of mine or a few friends were like, oh yeah, Bioshock, game of the year for me. And I was like, what are you all talking about? It was rubbish. And they were like, go back and play it. And I did. And I sat down and uh, I don't know what was wrong with me the first time I played it. It was one of them instances where it just something just didn't click. But I I played through it and yeah, it's still now one of my favorite games of all time. I've played through the first one on PC, on Xbox, on Switch. Uh, you know, every chance I get to play that game again, I play it. Two mm. is probably my least favorite of the three. Um but again, it's still a great game. And Infinite, I adore Infinite. Like, they're See, brilliant games. Yeah, I have all three of those games. And I've done the same thing with each, each one of them. I've played them like an hour. A bit. Yeah, and then never went okay. back to them. <laughs> I, you know, one, I, of the, yeah. one of the reasons for me, once again, is that I have them on console. I freaking hate aiming with the right thumbstick. I hate it so much. And... I was so mm. bad at it, and it was just like I, I just I didn't want to bother with it anymore. <laughs> yeah, you need the head. Eh? I need the head you aim. Just need the head. Yeah, that gaze aim is awesome, man. I love that. Like in Red Dead Redemption Two, just like just picking people off with a rifle. You know, it's just so cool. <laughs> I, see, I see so much hate for gaze aim. Again, that's another thing I see a lot in my comments. People I love saying, gaze aim. I hate aiming with the head, and I'm like, dude, it's. it's it feels really natural it does it does it's great yeah i mean if i was if i had guns like attached to my shoulders in real life <laughs> like, <laughs> that'd be awesome yeah yeah like before before i played with vorpex i would just played with the gamepad and then i i built a um a profile for uh, metro and then it had the the head tracking and it was perfect. And I was like, will that cause a problem? Oh, man, that's the best thing to have a head mm -hmm. aim, especially in Metro when you have all those creatures coming at you. Not Metro 2033, though. That's that's garbage. In no, it was uh, last <laughs> At least light it was for me. Or... Last night. Second one, I think, was last night. Yeah. yeah. It was amazing. Beautiful game. I'll have Gorgeous, to try that one because Metro 23 to 33 did not work for crap for me in Vorpex. I had so many problems <laughs> with that game. It was a nightmare. All right. Question number eight. Uh, people often eight. complain. Yeah. People often complain that if a game doesn't use motion controls, then it isn't VR. We've touched on this. All of us here at Modcast VR disagree, of course, but I'm curious if you have ever thought of adding motion control support to your mod. I actually don't do it by choice and it is and it is my perhaps somewhat radical opinion that the pressure to implement full motion controls everywhere is one of the largest factors which is holding back VR mm -hmm. from becoming mainstream in AAA and indie games alike. I discussed my position in a public post here. I'll put a link in the description, I'm sure. Um, also, recently I was asked about it during an interview for Mixed, a German news outlet focusing on VR and AR, and this was my reply. Feel free to edit out for brevity. <laughs> um, <laughs> so Mixed said, why do you think big, com big companies don't oh. port their games by themselves? Yeah, we don't have uh, to go through all of mixed stuff. Oh I my god, yes, yeah, it's, it's a whole it's, big it's thing. It's a huge here. article. Yeah, yeah, I didn't even realize. Huge. Oh god, yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. Let yeah, me yeah. see if I can kind of pick through. I think, but I, I think we know the gist of it. What he, what he had said basically is that forcing people to use motion controls mm -hmm. in VR just to be a VR game means that all these these big companies that are making these games 
have to implement a whole new way to interact in the game and it would just not be practical really yeah probably I mean, not cost effective um yeah yeah i mean I, i'm kind of skimming through what he's saying here and it's a lot of what we've touched on yeah um he does delve into a little bit more detail about about some certain factors but I, i've always felt it in my heart of hearts that it, it, it's hard to sell vr to the casual gaming mainstream because much like the wii they don't they don't want that almost gimmicky um mm -hmm. feeling yeah. they don't want that gimmicky aspect and don't get me wrong i think if you actually got somebody into one of the better kind of action set piece sequences of something like half-life alex and gave them the motion controls and let them feel what it's like to slam the clip in and cock the gun and take cover i think that would sell them but that's never that's never going to be anyone's first experience and it's, and it's not the norm you know alex is the exception to the rule right now it isn't the rule totally yeah so we need more experiences that you know if i could invite a friend over sit him in this chair give them an xbox controller that they're already comfortable with bang mm -hmm. a headset on their head and they can play dark souls in first person in vr with a controller they're going to enjoy that experience more than me trying to rifle through a lot of the VR games that have motion, like native motion controls and find a bit that yeah. really kind of showcases why it's so cool to be able to do all this stuff, especially to someone who's unfamiliar to it. Yeah. Um, I just I think there's, there's an element of comfort that just gamers in general, whether you game on a Switch or an Xbox or whatever you game on, there's an element of just what's normal, what's comfortable is sitting with a controller and unwinding at the end of the day. Oh, yeah, and VR needs, it needs a piece of that pie. When It needs to be, yeah. you know. Yeah. I mean, that's what we've part. been doing since the Atari. The 2600. Exactly. I mean, it's we like, had a controller. Our hands are <laughs> totally like this. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's like, except for the Atari, it was like this, and you got like carpal yes. tunnel syndrome in this With hand from holding button. down that big red button on it. With a red button. <laughs> all about choice. It's all about choice. And I, I do think that, you know, motion controls is never going anywhere. And I, and I love it. I love motion controls in the game because for me, it does immerse me like crazy. But. I also love sitting with a controller. Mm -hmm. I think, and I think having the choice to be, you know, that would be the perfect scenario is if we can get to the point where, you know, something like Alex comes out and it says, right, do you want to play motion controls today? Or are you playing with a pad? And you'd be like, oh, I'm a bit lazy today. I'm playing with a pad. And, you know, yeah. and it wouldn't yeah. necessarily work for something like Alex because, you know, it's built around that. Yeah. But yeah. In, yeah. A, in a dream fantasy world, having that option would be great because I think it would appeal to so many more people. And it helps VR mm -hmm. to grow, and that's what we want. We want yeah. VR to grow. You remember after Alex came out, and that guy was modding it for 2D, and like the hand sat on the screen, and he'd just push a button, and they'd <laughs> shoot out in front. <laughs> it's like it's like, <sighs> it's like litter pickers. Those things you yeah. pull the trigger, and the thing goes out and grabs yeah. it, yeah. comes back. Yeah, like Poppy's Playhouse. You know, Poppy's Playtime. Yeah, <laughs> whatever it is. Yeah, that one needs a VR mod. Hundred <laughs> percent. Okay, number nine. Uh, Elliot mm. has said that graphical artifacts and ghosting around character models in Cyberpunk 2077 is due to computer performance. Uh, so if we had a 40, so if we had say a 4090, would that solve that issue? Is there another workaround? Not that it bothers me that much. I still play the game almost every day. That was just my little quotation thingy. But I like the hypothetical 4090 that you. Yeah. <laughs> hey, <laughs> it's coming. It's coming soon. I bet as soon, soon as I get something in the 30 series, it'll be released. <laughs> Same here. Uh, there are two different factors involved. The shimmering halos around near objects and NPCs come from incorrect TAA, temporal anti-aliasing. 
Basically, TAA needs accurate motion vectors for every object in the scene together with all the graphics buffer data from the previous frames to work its magic. And since developers usually don't think about stereo rendering, after a VR conversion, the motion vectors will often refer to the wrong eye. That is not really important for distant objects as the image in mm -hmm. the two eyes is essentially identical, but the so-called disparity is much larger for those close models and it will make TAA fail to find a match. The second factor is a ghosting or duplication of the object borders, which only happens when your frame rate is too low and objects are in fast lateral motion. It's an illusion that the brain creates because this the headset cool. flashes the same image two or three times, depending on the ratio between game frame rate and headset refresh. Being only a perpetual artifact, it's impossible to capture on video, even shooting through the headset lenses, and most people quickly learn to unsee it mm -hmm. after just a few minutes of gameplay. This factor is the one that will automatically get better result, better with future cards. And in fact, you can already verify that statement with my latest Dark Souls Remastered mod, 100%. DSR is a very well-written VR uh, PC port uh, that performs amazingly on modern hardware, which means it shows no AER ghosting whatsoever. I, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, remember, I remember I streamed uh, Cyberpunk uh, and um, in the live chat I had, had people go in, What's the ghosting like? What's the shimmer like? And I'm running around, and I'm, I'm moving my head around, and I'm sprinting around, and I'm like, I don't really see any. Like, yeah, I, don't, yeah. I, don't really, I don't really see any. Um, because I've become so, I'm so used to playing Luke's mods at that point. You know, mm -hmm. I've done GTA, I've done Red Dead, I've done Cyberpunk. I've become used to what they look like. And then he sent me Dead Space. Oh, Dead Space, sorry. I wish he yeah. sent me Dead Space. Yeah, I wish. He, he, sent, he sent me Dark Souls. What did you reveal? What did you just reveal? <laughs> yeah, that's oh, it. My. You open a can of worms now. <laughs> you know, your video tomorrow. We'll reveal all. Yeah. Uh, I wish. Oh, or you go God. on a Patreon and Lucas blocked you. <laughs> yeah, he's cancelled my subscription. I'm done now. Um, he sent me Dark Souls. And um, the, the, first, the second I started playing it, I was like, oh... I could feel the difference mm -hmm. because it's so so well optimized. And I mean, your Dark Souls on my PC, I'm, I can, I'm hundreds of frames per second. It's so easy to achieve that. Wow! And nice. that means that in the headset, it's because you get like you need to kind of over. You get like half in the half. headset, isn't it? You yeah, kind of, you, you need half. to like double yeah. it. Yeah. So if you want that 120, you've got to be running at like 240 on your PC, but then you've got 120 in the headset, and imme immediately it felt different. And that's when I went back mm -hmm. to, to Luke and I was like, have you considered doing more older games? Because this runs so well. Yeah. Um, and it, it, it feels great in the headset. It's so it's buttery smooth. It feels like a native product. Um, yeah, it's that's an exciting point. And it, it's, it's a point of contention because I know he wants to focus on a lot of maybe the newer games because they get the better exposure. Exactly. Um, which makes sense. But I do think there's there's value in focusing on the older games because the the result is so good. And if you gave again, if you gave that to someone for the first time, they're like, whoa. Whereas if you give someone Cyberpunk for the first time, they might be like, yeah, what's this going a, on here? What's this? There's a little yeah. bit of kind of a you have to accept some things. You have mm -hmm. to accept some kind of quirks, I think. And we're used yeah. to that, so we're like, yeah, it's cool. Yeah. It's cool that I can just do this. Yeah, 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 especially with DLSS on Cyberpunk, I don't even notice it anymore. But I do remember, you know, because you do, there's just like a little, 
it's like especially yeah. around the hair and stuff there's this extra stuff going on around the fringes yeah. and uh when people walk by especially in your peripheral vision you see it's like tracers of people you know it's like but what's crazy to me about that is you can't see it on screen you can't see it through the headset it's just an optical illusion that's it's your brain it's, it's like Yanni and Laurel. Did you, yeah. did you have that? Yanni and Laurel? It's exactly that. Oh, yeah. Thing, Where you hear. You hear it. Some you people hear Lonnie. Some you, people hear, hear Laurel. Laurel. But if you think about the other, you can, you can yeah, hear you can the hear other hear one. It. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I could hear both at some point, but it's just the fact that go and, like, how am I going to convince you that I'm seeing a shimmering? I see, mm-hmm. and you don't see it on you the screen, but I can it. see it. <laughs> It's amazing that science comes into gaming. Yeah, this is crazy. I mean, in in depth 3D with reshade, you can see it. Once you extend the 3D, even in Vortex, Mm. you extend it, then you will see that duplicate of the character or that shimmering or that Mm -hmm. aura. Uh, But I I, I remember, um, I remember with Vortex, and I don't think there was ever like a term for it. But I remember there was certain games in Vorpex that I would play that, that you, you couldn't get 3D to hook. Yeah. But like they would almost look 3D. <laughs> like your yeah, brain yeah. kind of does this. It, you understand yeah. the the depth. The, the, you understand where things sit within that world and that space. As long yeah. as the scale is right, your brain kind exactly. of tricks you into thinking it's kind of a 3D exactly. space. You said something about that, that with dead, dead Island, I remember on one of your videos yeah. you talked about that, I believe. It's kind of like this illusion of it. You know it's not there, yeah. but you're like, it feels like it is. Yeah. yeah. But if it was exactly. there, you would immediately be like, oh, yeah, oh no, it is now. Mm-hmm. But like, it's, yeah, it's weird. Yeah. It's weird. Yep. Amazing. Okay, question number 10. I know Beardo Benjo has mentioned Dead Space. Is that one you've considered at all, or would you wait until the remake launches? As a general rule, yes. I usually wait for an already announced remake to come out before I attempt a mod. It takes me so much time to fully mod a game, at least a month on average, that it makes no <laughs> sense to invest all that effort on a game that's going to get a complete overhaul soon. A month for a, a month. month. It takes so long. Apple's <laughs> mean that he's hanging these out once a month. <laughs> Half-Life 2, it's been 10 years. 10 years. <laughs> 10 years. Oh, one month yeah, yeah one month yeah well i remember when he did that with cyberpunk i mean cyberpunk uh came out and he was like no it wasn't when he came out but i do remember when he first announced it that he was thinking about it's it like oh it'll probably only take me a month to do and it, he was right about there it's more like maybe six weeks but wow. <laughs> yeah yeah crazy yeah yeah so yeah there i mean I was wondering about that too, as far as dead space goes. I mean, I mean, yeah, that would be great in VR. I'd absolutely love it. But since there's a remake coming out, it's supposed to be bigger and badder and all that. I mean, it sounds like it's going to be amazing. Wouldn't yeah. you, I figured you'd probably just wait for the remake, but like you said, but then there's that question, isn't it? It's like, yeah. how's that going to run? How's it going to run? Yeah. Yep. I mean, if that's going to really push people's hardware, I mean, are we, we're going to get, you know, 90 frames on screen here. So that's going to give us 45 40. in the headset. Yeah. yeah. Um, or do we do old Dead Space, which I could easily do like 250 frames, and we have like this crazy solid. That's the toss up. Mm-hmm. That's the interesting thing because Dead Space remake gets a VR mod the month it comes out. Yeah, PC gamer are going to report on that. Oh yeah, you know, you know the big outlets are going to report oh, on for that. Sure. Yeah, that's exposure for VR. That's a huge deal. Yeah. Um, but how's it going to run for the mass majority of people that want to try it? Mm-hmm. So it's yeah. that toss up between getting the exposure and giving an experience that's 
good for the vast majority because I think that's what you need to hit. I think the vast majority need to have a great experience, not just the people like us with high tolerance to quirks and weirdness because it's the vast majority yeah. that are going to run and tell their friends, oh, you can play this if he... and then they sub to his Patreon and then they buy a headset and then da -da 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 -da, VR. Mm -hmm. <laughs> VR. Yeah. Striking that balance. Uh, yeah. Uh, so then that brought me to... Are there some big games coming up you're planning on modding? Callisto Protocol? And then in little quotation or parentheses, I put, this is a question about Callisto Protocol. <laughs> That's there was no answer to this question. It just says lol. Oh, oh. Did he... <laughs> There's no answer there. Oh, no, there is. There is. Because then he went to 12. I did there is, It's like, where could people send you requests for games? So he he did this. He's he put, combined these Combined two. them, yeah. Where, where could people send you requests for games they would like to see modded? So there you go. I'll take these two questions there together, you go. man. <laughs> you, you wouldn't believe the number of requests I get each day for so many different games. Some tend to pop up more than more often than others, but I'd say not a single day goes by without some new title being added to the list many of which I've never even heard about before. They come from all channels, private messages, or public comments on my Patreon posts, chats, YouTube comments, Reddit, you name it. Just today, I got Callisto Protocol from you, Dragon's Dogma Dark Arisen, Thief 2 The Metal Age. I wish I could do every game in the world, but unfortunately, that's not possible. <laughs> yeah, I think he's going to be seeing a lot of the same ones. I, I would assume yeah, Bioshock's quite high on the list. And he did do a poll on his Patreon uh, a while back and you could vote on ones that you were kind of more keen on. Mm -hmm. um, and the results were published and I can't remember what came out on top, but um, there was a lot of games that, that held kind of 20% of the vote. And there was a few that were kind of really, really hotly contested. I think Bioshock was one of them. Yeah. Um, Far Cry, I think one of the Far Cry games oh, yeah. was quite high and yeah, Assassin's that's Creed true. as well, I think. Um, came, yes, came quite I remember that poll. actually. I remember that poll actually. Mm -hmm. Yeah. This, I've oh, never we, never played Assassin's uh, Creed. <laughs> I know, I think man. they've had their day. I think you know they're still going, but I think that the best ones are maybe behind them. Would be my not so controversial opinion on the matter. Yeah, I, yeah. This is some of those games I just. Yeah. That's the fun thing about doing a channel now for me, especially with all these new mods coming out, because a lot of these games are being modded I've never played before, even if they're older games. You know, so for me, there are mm -hmm. new experiences, and I think that's more fun for viewers too. You know, just sure. you know, when people don't know what's coming up, <laughs> playing them blind, you're yeah. kind of experiencing it new and fresh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. for sure. All right, number thirteen. Uh, oh, this might be Vran's question. Is this Mine? your question, Vran? Maybe, maybe, maybe. I think it is. Yes, I think <laughs> it is. <laughs> Want me to read it? Yes, you read it, please. <laughs> you modders nowadays really save VR in many users' opinions. Do you think or believe that this is the real future of VR, converting loved AAA titles from the past and or new released flat into a VR gem? I actually hope that the interest from modders and users alike can be enough to reverse the negative trend from developers, publishers, who otherwise seem to have mostly decided that PC VR is a huge loss and the only profitable thing is pumping out mobile-like titles for standalones. I mean, nothing against that. It's certainly a growing and fascinating market, but I'd hate for VR to become this small thing where the wonder of open-world AAA games is forever out of reach. Yep. Very <laughs> succinct. Spot yeah, yeah, absolutely. That's why we started this podcast. You know, because exactly, you know, Vran and I—that's all we've played for a good solid year—is modded games or games in Vorpex or with you know 3D yeah. uh, reshade. Was Vran yeah. does a yeah. lot of that, yeah. 
because um, you guys are hungry for full games. Yeah, yeah, we've been we've been doing long games. Yeah, Proper we've been games. doing VR for a long time, you know. And when when we started, there were all of the. I, I remember when VR when I, I think it was like fifteen or sixteen when I first got the Vive or all that. We had games coming out, and they weren't really super long. But I mean, even games like Vanishing Realms. Uh, and uh, remember uh, the gallery, the start call of the Star Seed. Well, and, Star Seed, yeah. yeah. Um, uh, Wilson's Heart comes to mind. Uh, we had so many like real games, you know, and um, and then we started we, as it went on. Then we started seeing games like Alex and oh my God, my cat is going to be a pain here for just a second. We was like Alex and uh, um, here, buddy. So how does the game? This is Pete. He's my hey. buddy. <laughs> Hi, sweetie. We love um, cats here. But yeah, we had Alex and 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 Walking Dead Saints and Sinners and Boneworks, and it's like, oh my god, VR is like getting getting some freaking games. And then the Quest Two came out, and that was right like towards the end of uh, uh, was it uh, a Trip VR podcast, Ben? And I remember us sitting there talking about, look at what's happening to our games. <laughs> cultural reset the reset button was the quest too yeah it really you was know, and just that that yeah and you know so i'm glad that it's it it's happened because it has brought a lot of people into vr but i think even those people a lot of them are are, are going to start wanting like we are now wanting full game experiences you yeah. can and, feel it and like candidly speaking as somebody who makes a lot of quest 2 content um i've felt the cultural shift on YouTube, not in just myself, in terms of the content I want to make, because you'll probably notice if you've, if you've seen anything on my channel recently, I've made a lot more videos about mods mm -hmm. and me mucking around with mods and me, me experimenting with things and haven't made as many videos about you know, the native quest things. And that's reflected in the viewers as well. Before I would, before I would put out a quest two video and it would perform because people are like, oh, new quest game. Everyone would watch that. And I'd put out a PC VR mod and people would be like, it's flipped. Yeah. You put out a PC VR mod video now, people are like, oh, that's a full experience that I can actually play. It's a, like oh, a proper game and they get yeah. excited for it. You put out the Quest 2 video and it's like, all right. Uh -huh. Yeah, dude, mm -hmm. I'm seeing yeah. that in my streaming numbers too. I mean, I'm getting some amazing numbers playing these modded games on streams. Mm -hmm. Yes, people want to definitely. see proper games in VR. Yeah. Full games. Yeah, and that we will, yeah. we'll, you know, those games will come to the, to the quest again. But this is very similar to last year. That they, they don't really, t they don't know how to space out the releases. Um, <laughs> we go through this kind of weird eight-month lull of strange experimental games, and there's a few gems in there. Like Last Clockwinder, I absolutely loved. I thought that was super unique, wonderful little game. Um, but a lot of the other games have been kind of, I pick them up, I play them, and I go, this is fun, and I'm done within like an hour and a half, mm -hmm, um, yeah. and I don't really have any reason to revisit it. Um, and then yeah, when it, when it hits kind of October, they just start dropping out all their big hitters, and they they come out within kind of a two month window, and it's like, where were these for the rest of the? And I know that's the Christmas period, and it's yeah, yeah, where the money is. Yeah. But if you spread these out a bit, because people's people start to get fed up, and they start to not the quest gathers dust, and you don't mm -hmm. want that. You need to keep people excited. That's right. That's right. I think I really 100%. feel like the PSVR two is going to help that situation a lot. That's that's my hope. Because March 2023, I'm calling it. I think March 2023. Yeah, I think you're probably right. I think you're probably right. And, and you know, the, the good thing there is you know, the, the games that we're going to be getting, more than likely, we're going to be getting a lot of, like, 
top quality PC VR quality games uh, on that. And, and, you know, yeah, it's going to be great. The fact that people are going to be able to play, has it been confirmed? Is Alex going to be on the PSVR 2? Has that been confirmed or not? No, I think it's just a rumor at this point. Um, I'd be, I'm kind of in the camp of, I'd be shocked if it didn't go there. I would be too, but making that available to more people just makes sense to me. But Mm -hmm. We'll see. I'm hope I'm hope, not not to bring up population one, but I'm hoping that gets on the PSVR too because that would bring in a massive player base. Oh, player base. Yeah, and that's what that game needs. All of these multiplayer games need to be on as many platforms as physically possible. Absolutely, absolutely. Because you know, like in Pop One, they they've changed up this last big update has kind of a ranked system in it. And I saw that. Yeah, my, yeah, my my squad mates and I have noticed that we're having a lot more fun since that's happened. It's not like we're getting in there and just getting absolutely obliterated by these God, nice. t- God tier level squeakers that, you know? <laughs> so, so, uh, yeah, yeah. But yeah, that, that has nothing to do with Luke Ross. <laughs> uh, number 14. That's also a Vran question. I'll let you read it. Vran. Um, do you get approached by game developers in awe? that you actually manage to do and convert their products to something else, maybe offended a bit that players, um, that players enjoy their games more in VR than they <laughs> did in flat screen. Interesting. Uh, actually I don't, and it weirds me out a bit, not that I'm famous or anything like that, but I would have expected at least one developer or artist from any of the games I modded to come out and say, hey, I enjoyed seeing our game in VR for the first time. Yeah. Dude, that really sucks. You totally ruined the thing. Um, instead, complete silence. I'm actually not sure how to interpret that. Is there total apathy and lack of interest from people in the gaming business about VR? Are they afraid of contacting me due to punishing clauses in their contracts? Is it considered bad form to get in touch with modders? Or am I just too small to even appear as a blink on their radar? I really don't know. Is, puzzles. Isn't that, isn't that weird? I, I find really, that really weird. Because I've, especially games like Cyberpunk, I've sat there and I think, oh my God, I wonder if the people that made this game have sat down with this mod and s- looked at it and go, what were we thinking not doing this? <laughs> you'd, you'd like exactly. to hope that they have at least a portion of the dev team. Yeah. You know, some of them. I think about it all the time. I, I think about it with Dark Souls, like, I think about it with all these mods, Resident Evil, mm-hmm. and I just think, are we looking at it through the eyes of gamers though? And you know, maybe we're. This is saying that sounds super cynical, but so many of these kind of game developers, the bigger ones anyway, it's a business. You know, they're 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 more about the business than the product, and that sounds again super cynical to say, but like, are they interested in looking at? what people are doing with the game once it's out there and it's doing numbers and it's putting money in their pocket kind of, I don't know, probably some members of the dev team. I would think, have, yeah, I would think the dev teams know, would be not dev team. Surely yeah. like the ground floor passionate. They want to make games. That's, that's their, but yeah. you know, would, would they reach out? I think they would probably enjoy it from like our perspective of, Oh, this is super cool to see, but they probably wouldn't reach out. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't, if I made a game, like that and you know luke i would definitely be reaching out Same. but that's me you know <laughs> it's like, yeah. if, if i saw somebody oh, do that you like this? holy crap dude yeah. this is yeah. amazing you know uh yeah i just i guess that part of me hopes 
I guess that's probably what, what a lot of it is. There's this part of me that Hope. hopes, hopes that they have and they see what they could be doing versus mm-hmm. what they are doing. Um, that's our, that's our optimistic little VR hearts. Yes, yes. <laughs> the little, the hopium boys. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. Okay. Vrian, you did 15 as well. <clears throat> One extension of the gamepad question I had was GTA five mod is probably the only mod that gamepad decliners actually tolerate and agree upon is it the actual game that determines what the real or not real vr (laughs) argument would be uh that's odd as from my side i can tell you that gta 5 is the game where i got the largest number of requests for some kind of motion controls implementation but generally speaking i have to say that most of my audience actually prefers sitting down on the couch and relaxing with a gamepad in their lap instead of having every game turn into some sort of physical and sweaty arm flailing workout i i completely agree that's and, you, you said that exactly that ben like, yeah like about half an hour ago yeah these were your <laughs> words exactly we're so aligned i've clearly been speaking yeah. too yeah. much to Luke. yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> it's certainly much more realistic for example to play gta 5 seated at a proper gaming steering wheel than it is to fake drive with your disembodied hands on an imaginary wheel that never quite responds to your inputs or the way <laughs> in the way you'd expect that said, motion controllers yeah. work exceptionally well for games that were designed around them, like Beat Saber, Gorn, Pistol Whip, to name a few. I just believe they don't need to be shoehorned into everything. Yeah. It's actually funny if you think about it, because we already saw the exact same phenomenon trending and then failing in recent times with Nintendo Wii. Oh my god, yep, same thing. Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> when the Wii motion <laughs> controllers first came out, they seemed to be the gaming revolution that everybody had been waiting for, and many people went as far as saying they would never play another gamepad title again. Uh, but then reality turned to be quite different. Titles expressly leveraging the characteristics of the new controllers sold exceptionally well. Thinking about Wii Sports, uh, Wii Fit Plus for the balance board and so on. But except for those, all that hype around Wii Motion controllers turned into meh, never quite liked them. Or Wii Motion what for the major- vast majority of games. And Nintendo itself doesn't seem to believe in them anymore. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you you kind of see that on the Switch. You yeah. Know, when a game has some kind of like flaily mechanics, because yeah. the Joy-Cons still do all of that, mm-hmm. it's more of a novelty now when they have it than anything else. I don't think I've used one single game where I'm standing in front of a TV like, Whoop. Yeah. I just yeah yeah, I just don't do it. Yeah, I want to sit on the sofa and chill. And well, yeah, then uh, that's when like you know PlayStation or Sony tried to jump on the whole Wii bandwagon with the the Move the controllers, control. yeah, and then those things. <laughs> <laughs> they were terrible. I think we had like two or three games that used them. I think one of them was like Little Big Planet. And I didn't play Little Big Planet, but my son played it constantly. And uh, he used those things maybe like two or three times and then just went back to Gamepad. I was like, why aren't you using the move controllers? It's like, because those things are just annoying to work with. <laughs> They're just dumb. Like, why did you buy those? I, I, they, they've always irked me so much i hated that the psvr was kind of uh, hung on those oh as i know i know when they did that i was like so seriously uh, they, those so things sad. sucked so bad for games that that janky camera tracking system and god especially it, ga- it's crazy to me that the psvr did as well as it did but like given the setup 
mm-hmm. given how many mm-hmm. cables there were, oh, and how God, bad yes. the controllers oh. were, how much it relied on a camera that needed to be in like kind of a well-lit Very, environment and, in a perfect and exactly position. the right yeah. height. <laughs> yeah. like all those factors do not add up to a successful VR unit, but the thing sold really well and it yeah. was a lot of people's first experience in VR. Someone yeah. like Gamertag VR got into VR off the back of that bloody thing. So it's like it clearly did enough. But it just, it, yeah. when you really think about it, it's like, Jesus Christ. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah. I remember I first put it on with that, because the first time I got it, well, the only reason I got it was because I wanted to play Resident Evil 7. I hadn't played it yet. I'd waited a year for it to come on PC VR. Well, more than that. It was clear that it wasn't going to happen. So I was like, screw mm. it. I'm just going to go get a PS4. And a, So I went out and I bought everything for it. And I was really skeptical about it. But I put it on. I was like, you know, really, this is a pretty legitimate headset. It's pretty good, yeah. And and I was playing with it. I was really skeptical because I was a purist about motion controls too, because that's mm-hmm. all I had known with VR. You know, I was like, I don't know, gamepad. That just sounds lame. And I sat down. I was like, actually, this is working this is really cool. well. <laughs> mm-hmm. Resi Seven yeah. still like the, one of the best things on PSVR. Yeah, and it's a sh- it's a shame that it has now been kind of usurped by the PC version. Yeah, but I remember unpacking my PSVR. And sitting there and playing Resi 7 for the first time and just being blown away. Just being like, oh my god, I'm in a Resident Evil game. This is yeah, incredible. Exactly. Mm-hmm. This is That's everything exactly I ever dreamed of. It it's just yeah. the coolest shit, man. I just, yeah. That's what VR is I about. mean, and, the, and it's it's kind of sexy. Like those blue lights yeah, that yeah, come out of it. it looks pretty. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like visually, it's appealing. And it's, it's very comfy. comfortable. Very comfortable. I kind of really, so I really kind of hope that the PSVR two has some kind of blue light or some something, yeah. some kind of accent on the thing yeah. that just exactly. lights yeah, up. Yeah, because the pictures I've of, seen online, it just looks like a white face. Just looks like a kind Halo of a, a futuristic quest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Alien quest. <laughs> I, I, I can read out this last bit. I yeah, think go Luke's ahead. Kind of like a, a little, yeah, a little message yeah, here right it. at the end of the interview. Um, so he said. Uh, so I'd like to wrap up this interview on a positive note. Playing huge open world games in VR with a gamepad can be lots of fun. I have many people telling me that just walking around and admiring the world building in those incredible works of digital art is the experience of a lifetime. And I personally feel the same. That's the main reason why I'm spending so much of my time daily creating these mods. Playing Cyberpunk 2077 in VR for me is just like being on the most wonderful Universal Studio or Disney World ride. With the difference that the experience lasts for dozens of hours instead of just a few minutes. And you can enjoy it even if you and your family can't afford a trip to Orlando. Thank you for having me and for all that you're doing for VR, guys. Keep up the good fight, Luke. Thank you, Luke. By the way, thank you so much for doing that for us. That makes me emotional. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that, That worked out well, too, to have that kind of an interview. I mean... Uh, you know, it's always fun to have the modders on because you can kind of go back and forth with questions and everything. But you yeah. have somebody with Ben's knowledge on here and with all the experience you have working with VR mods, that's great too. So, <laughs> once we figured out how to speak, because me and you couldn't speak at the start, then yeah. we were all right. Yeah. Well, you, yeah. I liked it better with you reading. I mean, I I hate how anytime I'm in a game like I'm streaming and a big thing pops up and I've got to read I it, it. I was like, I oh god. Because I'm just, I'm, I'm kind of like, I don't know if it's like what it is, but if there's a stigmatism, but I have trouble with lines a lot of times and words, and I just have never been a good read out loud kind of guy. <laughs> so. mm-hmm. I just refuse. If I'm playing a story driven game on stream, I'm like, we're not learning anything today, guys. Close that down. We're not picking up any of the, any of the readables. It's not yeah. happening. It's not happening. 
Does anybody ever read the books in Skyrim? (laughs) I never read those things. There's so many of them. (laughs) Once you open them, it's like considered as if you read them, right? Oh, okay. Yeah. So you open. uh, But for me, English is not my first language. So if I did stream something and then I had to read, it's for me, it's like, how would I pronounce it? I'm not pronouncing it properly. Um, and of course, in the UK, people pronounce things differently than North mm-hmm. America. Like here, they say aluminium in the states, or it's in Canada, aluminum. they say aluminium. Yeah, <laughs> stuff like that. You know, it's where you put the pronunciation properly. You can't win. No, you can't. <laughs> Never. Uh, yeah, they say schedule instead of schedule. Schedule. Yeah, that's true. Schedule. Yeah, I do say schedule. Yeah, you're schedule. Wrong. Schedule, yeah. Schedule. 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 Yeah, that's how you say that. Schedule. That's <laughs> no, crazy. Schedule. In, in the four months since we moved here, I picked up a lot of words that I didn't before. Like we watch Gogglebox. You don't know what Gogglebox is, do you, uh, Greg? No. Greg, you don't You don't want to know what Gogglebox okay. is. Okay. <laughs> Anyways, it's a Stop show that you, conversation you, now. you don't think, you just stare, but they talk you know, the lingo and stuff that is not used in Canada, for example. Get get this, Greg. This is actually a show. It's a show where you watch people watching telly. Watch television. Are you serious? So the, the show is people watching TV. Watch. So you're watching people watching TV. It is beyond comprehension. It's put kind a mirror in front of a mirror and you see this. That's, that's what the UK Google for watches. you. We're, we're just, it's a messed up place, man. That's what passes for entertainment. Oh, yeah, so. that's funny. That's funny. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Well, man, I'm really glad that I'm so excited that we that you know Luke was willing to do this for us because yeah, you know, like I said, it's yeah. hard to get a guy that that doesn't want to be you know put online. Which, like I said, we totally respect that. But just to be able to to that took a but that was a huge bunch of answers, you know. So he actually huge. took time to sit down and think about it, and I really appreciate that. It's so awesome. Definitely. We'll probably have to do that more because we're finding that a lot of modders are that breed. They, they're very, a lot of people don't want to be in the spotlight at all. They don't want their faces out there. They're, they're shy about being online. So we, you know, we always have this option. Okay, everybody. So that's it. Uh, thank you very much, Ben, for joining us. Really appreciate ben. it. Uh, I hope we'll be able to get you back on the show. We always love having you on the show. It's a great Anytime. conversation. When my schedule allows <laughs> I will, uh, I'll, I'll be there I'll be there all right. uh, thank you so much to Luke Ross for taking thank the you, time man. to answer all of our questions we will have more I promise uh, and uh, thank you so much for answering whenever I, I, I text you uh, <laughs> anyway that's it for this episode everybody uh, make sure you hit like and subscribe and click the little bell thingy and all that fun stuff comment on the video we're getting great interaction our last our last show got over 2100 views uh, which i think is nuts for a two episode show so that's yeah. so great great engagement yeah. we're having a lot of great we're having yeah. a lot yes and if you want buy a modcast t-shirt or a mug i can't wait I to get mine. Or a mug yeah <laughs> i don't know where it's gonna be i don't even know where i'm gonna be yet <laughs> but anyway Still in the open <laughs> that's right anyway that's it for today uh thanks so much for watching bye guys we'll see you next time bye bye take care <laughs>